This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's get this little show on the road, shall we? Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Notts County versus Bradford City pre-match chat. And I am joined today by Stan, Callie and Miss Diane. How is everybody today? Evening everybody. All good, thank you. How are you? I'm sound. How are you, Dan? I'm fine. Tired. You haven't any more lampposts, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I was going to say, how's the lamppost? Last <laughs> kill on Tuesday night when I go past it. Right. I'm laughing at work. So... Uh, Notts County versus Bradford City tomorrow, 12.30pm, uh, uh, live on Sky Sports, 18th of November 2023, uh, live at Meadow Lane with Mr Tom Reeves as referee. And looking at Mr Reeves' stats on a website, he has... Seven appearances in League One, four appearances in League Two, and two appearances in the League Cup. Uh, he's given out 26 yellow cards in League One, 14 yellow cards in League Two, five league, uh, five cards in the League Cup, and he's only given one red card in the League One. So... What's the score going to be tomorrow, do you reckon, start off with? Call it. Are you starting off with me? Um, I'll start off with you. Start off with me. (laughs) Well, we know what Stan's answer is going to be, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, sitting on the fence. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? I can't call this one at all tomorrow. Not, Not doing too good, are they, right now? 
whereas we're doing absolutely a dire right now. So I think we do a win. I'm going to go win and I'm going to think it's going to be tight and it's going to be a good game, like a 3-2 game, I think. 3-2 to us. Stan, I probably know your answer, but... <laughs> um, I'm not going to give a prediction, however... Um, we don't we don't score many, do we? So I, I can't see scoring three tomorrow. But um, so yeah, I, I, th I think I think with that extra week of Alexander in trade with the team, you know, he's got given that extra time to impart his way of playing. But yeah, sitting on the fence. Diane, I'm going to say two one again, oh, like yeah. I did last week. But I got it the wrong way around last week. So, currently looking at the league table, Notts County are 5th. And right down at the bottom, we're 18th. Not looking good, guys and girls. We've just got um, a Notts County fan just joined, Paisaros. Are you going to give us... Um, is he going to join in and give us the thing, what you think the score's going to be tomorrow? I've sent him a... I've sent he or she a... Uh, Speaking, so if they want to speak, they yeah. can do. It's nice so, to hear what they're thinking at the moment. Yeah, because we've we're getting people or trying to get people on as well from uh, different fans and stuff, uh, yeah. different fans of clubs. See so, yeah, how that gets on. So let's look at what they have said in the local newspaper. Uh, see what's been said. We've got um, Pattinson's back to training, isn't he? But he's not match fit yet. I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, Oliver is. Oliver's back training as well. Yeah, who's the one that's that's back? That I'm. Oh, what have I seen this week? I can't remember who I've seen that's back. Oh, we're missing somebody. Well, we're missing Ride, uh, Liam. Rydal, well, that's Gabriel. it. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're missing, missing Liam as well. Oh. Uh, and I'm going to Daniel as well. Uh, used to do that. So, so, good afternoon, uh, Paisa. Yeah, yeah, good evening. It's Scott. That's my real name, so you can call me that. But, um, it's Scott, sorry. It's Scott is my name, so that's just a little handle I put on for, uh, for Twitter. <laughs> just to keep it Hi, Scott. Hi. Hi. So, so, tomorrow, what's yeah. What's the thoughts from the Opelis? Tomorrow, what's uh, the view yeah, I mean, tomorrow for us, uh, it's a bit of a pressure game because we've lost the last two league games without scoring a goal. So, in the last sort of three or four years, we're not kind of used to that. So, um, we are, you know, I think there's a little bit of pressure on. Um, Oh, you still there, Scott? Or are you, are you on dial-up internet like Callie again? <laughs> we are a bit of a, we have a bit of a curse when it comes to TV games. So, uh, and we have got some injuries. So, um, you know, we, we should be confident. I think our players generally should it be enough to cause you a threat. But I think there is a, a feeling of uh, trepidation amongst some of us. That's for sure. Anyway. And uh, just a quick question for you as well, Scott. Were you at the game the other day when there was an issue with the no, lines no, people? No. When there was what? Sorry. Issue with the lines linesman? Uh, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't at that game. I'm afraid. But yeah, I've heard lots of stories. I mean, it was a 
it was it was a difficult afternoon from all the people I've spoken to. There was uh, it was a sellout as far as the uh, away end was concerned. And what is what I understand is a very poor stand. There was no um, there wasn't really enough room for everybody, and uh, there was quite a lot of tension amongst the Knots fans themselves because of the usual. I want to sit down. I want to stand up, and then because Knots play a high line. Um, there was a lot of uh, balls over the top, which the linesman didn't call offside, which caused a lot of fans to get upset throughout the game. There was a lot of um, other decisions the referee didn't give, where we thought that players on the crew side should have been booked, and they weren't, where ours were. So it was the usual kind of, you know, we, we've had it up against us, and uh, the referee's not giving it our way and then of course in the last couple of minutes into injury time we break two on two and uh, it looks like a promising attack <laughs> and then the referee pulls his hamstring and then has to stop the game <laughs> so you know it's one of those things that we have to take but obviously there was just a complete accumulation of frustrations in a very packed and very uncomfortable away end and I think that just ultimately with one or two idiots resulted in them um, overreacting and chucking something at the linesman um, when uh, when he gave the penalty so um, which you know it probably was a penalty it was hard to see in, in real time it looked like a penalty but so yeah that's that's my understanding of what happened um, is it, is it, is it, we're not generally a load of idiots, to be fair. We do have our fair share, uh, like most clubs do, but we're not, we're not really renowned for having, you know, um, you know, a, a bunch of hooligans or, or, or idiots on our on our side. Quite the opposite, really. We can, we're probably being a bit too. We usually we're a bit too, um, you know, subdued and uh, and quiet, frankly, <laughs> as a as a general rule. Sorry, is it is it Scott? Did you say it was? Does that he answer did, the question? He did, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have a question for you, Scott. Um, just regarding your. So yeah, the atmosphere tomorrow. I mean, hopefully, it should be pretty positive. You know, I mean, you know, we're getting we're, we're trying to get better better attendances now, and uh, there's generally still a pretty good vibe across the place. Um, what with what's happened in the last two or three years, so you know, I mean, we have we have we've. We've 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 lost the last couple in terms of where we've had you know against Wrexham and Mansfield and we've been we were well beaten by Mansfield uh, much to our annoyance and the Wrexham game could have gone either way it was pretty even to be honest they just got a lucky goal and uh, they took it from there really so I think if we take our chances and we can create our chances then we should be feeling confident but our usual our usual weaknesses at the back, and you can see that from the amount of goals we've conceded, really. So, Scott, I have a, a question for you. Can you can you hear us? How are you guys feeling about yeah. tomorrow? Can Can you hear us, Scott? Scott, can you hear Stan? No, I can't. No. Right, <laughs> if somebody translates that um, uh, over, to, I, have, I have a question. I can were hear the, you. Were there okay. signs before the? two games that you've lost that potentially form was dipping um, can you ask that for him Johnny sorry you obviously can't hear us but so were there any signs of what did you say sorry any signs of what's done uh, of, of, of any kind of form dipping uh, so before, any... be, before the two games that they'd lost so any signs of your like your form dipping 
in the last Did couple he? of games. Yeah, I mean, well, possibly. I mean, we we, we beat the, we, we beat Crawley in the cup, and again, but again, that was a very even game. You know, there was lots of chances on both sides, a bit like the Wrexham. So we are quite, we can be quite open. So normally we start really strong. We start like a train usually, and if we scored a couple of goals in the first half hour, then that can usually mean you know it's game over. So, um, but if we don't score, then sometimes our confidence can dip a little bit. And certainly as we get into the second half of games, we uh, we can sort of tire and we can lose our confidence and lose our way. So, um, you know, it's um, it, I think it all hinges on whether we... I think if we don't score in the first half an hour, 40 minutes, then I think it's, uh, you know, I think it becomes, you know, I think I think you're, you're in with a very good chance, personally. So, looking at your last four games, you've played crew. Yes. Yeah. Uh, crew away lost, mm. Lincoln lost, mm. Crawley won, mm. Wrexham won two 0 and then you've won three two Crawley. Uh, mm. Your current top goal scorer is Langstaff. Yeah. What's his? What's where does he score his most of his goals from? Would you say? Well, in in the box, he's, he's an absolute <coughs> natural number nine. He is absolutely. You you give him the ball in the box and he'll find he'll, he'll hit the target um, he's, he's, he's sensational frankly uh, how he's not got a, how he's he's, he's, a, he's very much in the kind of Jamie Vardy mould and it's his, his career has followed a very similar pattern in terms of he's not gone through academy he's got into a Premier League club or anything like that he's worked his way around the non-leagues and he's never found a place that's you know, played to his strengths, and we and we do. We've played well. Great Gateshead played to his strengths. He scored thirty odd goals season before last. Uh, but you, you know, you feed him, he'll score. It's as simple as that. Uh, and he can score with left. He can score with his right. He can score with his head. He can do one on ones. He can do. You know, he can he can turn on the sixpence. You know, he is a fantastic number nine. He's our best number nine. We've probably had. Since you know Lee Hughes back in sort of twenty nine, ten, eleven, really, to be honest. So you know he's he's a he's a brilliant number nine. There's no doubt about it. But he does need service. He's not. He's he, he plays in that channel um, across the eighteen yard box. So um, if he doesn't get service, he 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 he's, he's he's very ineffective. So the key to keeping him quiet is to keep his service quiet. Frankly. So looking on the Telegraph and Argos. Uh, one of the who's done this uh, is it Nathan? What's his name? Uh, Nathan Atkinson. He's done like a bit of like team news and stuff. So it says County have a chronic sec- selection problem in midfield due to raft of injuries. Not helped by Jordan Jones being away for the weekend on international. That's Jody. That's, that's Jody Jones, not Jordy Jones. And I've just seen he's not playing tonight. He's on the bench, so he's playing. He's in the Malta squad. So, if you're going to watch the England game tonight, he might come on. Uh, but again, he's, 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 we, he's again, he's another reason why I'm a little bit nervous for tomorrow because he's obviously missing, and he's our, he's one of our most creative players. So again, he's the one that will feed Langstaff. He's a he's a naturally a left winger, but we've converted him to a left wing back. Uh, although he can play on the right as well, but he tends to play on the left. So he was at Coventry got um, horrendous injuries he was out for three years uh, and then we brought him back um, in January 
um, on on loan uh, from Oxford as it was, and then we've he was sensational for us in the back end of the season, and then we signed him on a permanent deal in the summer, and he's been pretty pretty sensational this season as well. If if we don't defend him properly, I mean he, he's you know most teams have done done well like Rex and they double teamed him, but you don't need to worry about him because he's not playing tomorrow. So then it's a possible return from injury for former Crystal Palace and Spurs midfielder John Bostock. Yeah, so we're we're missing a lot our pivot. So we play a kind of 3-4-2-1 and the middle two have been uh, a guy called Matt Palmer and John Bostock. Matt Palmer is now out for the season. He's he's brilliant. He's very much in the kind of Paul Scholes mould, if you like. And then Bostock, again, he's got a fantastic pedigree. He's played Premier League, he's played Championship, he's played in Europe. And again, a bit like Jones, he came back from injury last year, picked us, picked, uh, came to us in January time. And again, he's been brilliant for us. But again, he's been out injured. So, I mean, he's been back in training. So, we have signed a guy called Dan Gosling, who again, has got fantastic pedigree. But again, he's had an injury. So, we don't know whether he's going to start tomorrow. So, we have got a lot of bodies out in the middle of the park. So, as again, another reason why I'm personally, I'm a little bit nervous because they're our, they're our key players, really. They're the ones that make us tick with our possession-based game. You look at our stats, we typically have 60 to 70% possession and a lot of it is across the middle third and these are the guys that make us tick, really, and they're, they, and they're, and they're missing. So, we do have a crisis. There's no doubt about it. And then one player uh, says one to watch, uh, Crawley? Crowley. Crowley. Crowley, yeah. So Dan Crowley is a kind of, um, how would you describe him? Um, he's small, uh, but he's got a very low sense of gravity. He can turn very quickly uh, and he's very, very mobile. So he, he's a, he, he, we, we can, we kind of play two number eights with him and McGoldrick sort of, in left and right, um, sort of inside left, inside right positions. But they're very, again, they're very mobile. And again, they make us tick. Uh, and he's been great for us. The new signing in the summer, joined from Morecambe, he's an Arsenal Academy player. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he can pass, he can move, he can finish. So he's, he's, uh, he's been fantastic for us. But I do think he, tends, he does tend to fade as the game goes on. So he's been subbed quite a lot, sort of around 70 minutes in a lot of games. So again, it all goes back to what I said at the start, that you know we, we tend to start like a train and he is part of that. But then we have been you know, guilty of fading as the game goes on. And then we've got a bit of Bradford City team news. Uh, Platt could replace Taylor in the back four, while Alexander could hand uh, Richardson a rare start as left-back because... I don't know if you've seen at Bradford City, but we had uh, a substitute. Uh, uh, Rydall went off injured, and then the substitute who replaced him got injured. Right. So we're a bit dodgy at left back at minute. Left back, right. Okay. Well, we have a player called Aaron Naman, who's our right wing back, and he's very good as well on his day. Although his his crossing can be a bit uh, profligate at times, but so yes, um, that might be a concern for you. Crowley and Crowley tends to play on the right with Naman in a kind of partnership, and they'll try and get Naman to the byline to get the ball in, really, uh, for Langstaff. That's kind of the MO. So if you haven't got a decent left back, then 
that might be uh, something for us to exploit. So it's either we're going to get battered then tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think we know we're, we're playing. We're body <laughs> short. We're body short. And uh, and as I said, we haven't lost two in the row uh, for a long time. Uh, I think we'll go back sort of two years. The last time we lost two in a row. So you know, and and certainly not scoring for two in a row. If you ex- if you exclude the cup game. So yeah, I think you know. I, I I'm wondering whether our you know there's, there's going to be a little bit of pressure. But I mean. At the end of the day, we do have players like Crowley. We have got McGoldrick. We have got uh, Bostock if he's back, Gosling if he starts. There's now a lot of experience in our squad. So you would hope that they'd be big enough and man enough to to get over that. Um, I just ask you a question, Scott. Is, yeah. um, is Adam Chickson still playing? Well, he, he, he was a regular last was, season. Yeah. An absolute... He was an absolute, you know, nailed on for the left wing back. But obviously, he's lost his place to Jones, and he's been injured as well. But I mean, he started the Wembley playoff final, um, so uh, he's he's not really featured at all this yeah. season. But he may well be again. Who does he play on left wing back with with Jones being out and Jackson could well come in, but he's he's not been in the team. So um, again. It's another one where we've got players that are coming in that might not be totally match fit. You see, yeah. so uh, a lot of question marks over our team tomorrow. I, w- I went down to a game last season. I think uh, it was Scunthorpe towards the back end of the season. I think it was comfortable four. Oh, they were, they were they were terrible. Yeah, yeah, but it was interesting to know. Obviously, from a Bradford perspective, there were two ex um, City players on the pitch. Chickson was one. Oh right, okay. I didn't realise he was ex. Yeah, and then. Um, the centre half for Scunthorpe, Ben Richards Everton, and I, and right. he, he wasn't particularly highly rated. Um, Richards Everton. Um, in fact, Chickson got a lot of a uh, lot of grief during his time. Um, yeah. But obviously, both had different fortunes that afternoon. I think uh, Scunthorpe defence were run ragged, really, um, and obviously a comfortable win, wasn't it for your for your lads that afternoon. Oh yeah, I mean they didn't turn up really. They, they didn't even seem that bothered. But I mean, obviously Scunthorpe got lots of issues off the pitch, haven't they, at the time? So um, yeah, I mean Chickson, Chickson's very popular, and again he's got this knack of ghosting in at the far post and and scoring. I think he scored nearly a dozen goals last season, and he, you know, and uh, and he was uh, a very integral part of our team. Um, but, so we'll see. I don't know. He hasn't played. Um, but no one would complain if he played started tomorrow. Who do you uh, think, from your perspective, is like Bradford's his threat? I don't know. I was going to ask you actually because I don't know much about it to be honest. We're, we've got oh, we've been four years out of the league, so I don't know much about League Two clubs. To be <laughs> so I was hoping you might be able to tell me, but you know, um... I think it'll be uh, Bobby Pointon if he plays. If he plays him. I was thinking that Callie as well. Well, okay. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I yeah. do because he's he gets he just gets himself in space, doesn't he, all the time? Yeah. Um, do you do you do you have a big sense? Is that Andy Cook a big lad? Do you have a big sense of forward? Yeah. Because we are we are cookie. He's he's not scored. He's on a right dry spell. So <laughs> we, we, we are we are we are chronically poor in the air. Is another one of our weaknesses. So. Um, we are, you know, we've got some big lads, but they don't seem to be able to jump on this and don't seem to be able to head the ball. So we have conceded quite a lot of goals or we've 
conceded a lot of goals because we didn't win the header, the first header, and it's bobbled around or whatever. So if you've got a big sense, a uh, big sense forward who you can get crosses into, then that might well be your best chance. And again, it's always a bit of a concern. I mean, um, I mean, Troy Deeney got a hat trick against us uh, for Forest Green, um, and it was the other lad that played for Sutton, Harry Smith. He got goals against. He scored headers against us. Um, I can't believe the, the cookie though. The defenders just jump all over him all no, game, don't they? No. They pull yeah. him down, they pull his shirt off his back. Yeah, we don't we don't we, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, well that, that well, might our, be a our, on our side. Good. We our, our defenders are players. There's a, the ethos with Knots is to, to have players that can play it out, can pass, can you know, knock a forty yard cross ball crossfield pass. You know, and if they can defend, it's a bit of a bonus. So um, we're not, you know, we're not the best. So we're not certainly the most physical team in the world. So that point, I don't think you need to worry about. And that's always a concern for me because, you know, Mansfield, when they came to, to, to the lane, they, you know, they, they just scored two, two goals from corners. You know, two goals from corners. And, and that was it. And the game was over. And that, because we couldn't defend them. Andy uh, Cook hat trick then tomorrow then I can see it. Well, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, it, it is going to be. I mean, we very rarely keep a clean sheet, but we do score a lot of goals. So it, you know, it, it's it's whether we it's usually whether we take our chances or not is the thing. So if Langstaff's on fire, McGoldrick, Crowley, those three, if they work together and they put the ball in the back of the net, then you know generally we'll win. But you know. Um, we haven't done that in the last two games, which is why I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit nervous to be honest. But uh, there you go. They, they, you know, probability dictates that you know we should find the net. I mean, we gave, we scored three against Crawley in the cup, but, and they got, but they got two. You see, and and they had chances as well. That could have gone either way. And even, you know, we played Swindon recently, and we absolutely hammered them in the first half. Played sensational. We're three 0 at half time. But then second half, it was one-way traffic for them. And they could have easily got a draw. We hung on for 3-1 in the end. So, um, it, is, it is a kind of... It could well be a high-up you know, shootout of heavy scorers. Yeah. Anything you want to say, well Tony? In a dance match. I, that personally, I, I can't see who's winning tomorrow. I really can't. You think we're going to get battered, Storm? I won't say we'd get battered, but I just can't see us winning. Because I just... Competition. Defensively, we're the shambles. And at moment, Lewis needs to sort his head out. But unfortunately, we don't have a backup keeper because Lewis mm. is a mess at the moment. <clears throat> I hate to say it, but he has he's cost us a lot of goals this season. And until he gets his back into frame of mind, he's not in good form, is he? At the minute, at no. all, Lewis? No, he's not. He's not. He's, he's elsewhere. His mind's elsewhere. How, how are you guys feeling about Alexander? What, uh, he's one game, game in. in. Yeah, one game in. We lost. I think we we're a bit unlucky against Barrow. Uh, we've got a defensive crisis at the minute. Uh, Andy yeah. Cook can't score for shit. Uh, so... <laughs> I like you're saying there with defense issues you've got there. Both has got defense issues. Is even going to be goals, or like you're saying, you, you, your defense is a bit rocky at minute. 
I think we'll probably win tomorrow. Ooh, I, think right. gonna, I think we're gonna. I think change change my uh, prediction now after you said what you said. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm not kind of forty years. I'm used to seeing us lose, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna win two 0 I think Cookie's gonna scob off. Right. <laughs> I think we'll score tomorrow. I think we'll score tomorrow. Um, yeah. But, uh, we we usually score at Middle Lane. It's very unusual for us to not score, but. Um, and what's your, what's your manager like? What tactics does he normally play in formation and stuff? Well, um, the ethos of the club more than the manager. So Luke Williams uh, is the head coach. He's not the manager. So it's a very uh, unusual situation that we've got ourselves with the new Danish owners. Well, I say new, they've been here four years. Danish owners who are owners of a company called Football Radar, who are a kind of a stats-based company that sell that data to other football clubs. So they have concluded that the best way to win football matches is to basically keep the ball. Um, and it's very much based on the kind of Man City um, ethos, which is all very well if you've got players that Man City have got, but <laughs> when you drop down to League Two, uh, you don't have those. So it's we're very much possession-based. It's a 3-4-2-1. Um and uh, you know it's in, in, in he'll, he'll he'll bring the keeper out. You know the keeper will often be as high as thirty yards from his goal. You know, and and it'll be a twelfth uh, man, eleventh man outfield. Um, so it's very much about keeping the ball um, from Luke Williams, um, but it's more of a club philosophy. So if we were to get if Luke Williams were ever to leave, we would bring another manager, and that would still be the the philosophy. How long have you been supporting uh, Notts County for? Uh, what year? Forty uh, odd years. Because I saw, I know I'm going a bit off topic here, but I saw uh, a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the title was, but it ran about like you had a fake owner and uh, Sten Goran Eriksson and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had all that. Yeah, we've had all that. If you're, oh man, how long have you got? I mean, you know, you don't listen to me, doing John, but uh, yeah, we've 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 had it all. You name it, we've had it. Administrations, financial crises, you know, um, fake shakes, um, you know, uh, yeah, we've had all that. Well, the thing is about Bradford, actually, is a very good we, – we, we, we have a fond memory of Bradford because that was the season, 2009-10, when we played you on the opening day of the season. don't know if anybody can remember this, seen uh, 2009, um, where – we won five nil with a Lee Hughes hat trick, and um, yes, I remember it very well. Yeah, so that was the start of that, and we all thought, "Oh my God, we're going to the Premier League." We've got Casper Spinkel, we've got Lee Hughes, we've got Svenja and Eriksson. We then we then hired, we then signed Saul Campbell a couple of weeks later, you know, and it was just all mad. That season was completely mad, and then it was all unravelled. It was a big con. It was an absolute fraud. And there's a, there's a BBC thing on that, if you find it. It's all about trying to defraud money out of North Korea, bizarrely. And it was all a front to try and convince these people in North Korea that they were a genuine business. Um, you know, it's absolutely mind-boggling. But yeah, so we all remember that game um, fondly because that was the sort of, you know, the dawn of a new era, as it seemed. But it, it turned out to be a complete and utter, you know, a complete and utter fraud in the end. So, uh, yeah, we've had it all. You name it, we've had it. Do you remember uh, a player? I'm about to say the player, a very good player. 
But I'm pretty sure I played for you one season. Uh, did Jack Grealish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all love Jack. We absolutely did... adore. Everybody knows, adores Jack. Yeah. We all, we all say that's where he learns his trade. Yeah, you beat uh, us 3-1 that day. And he, he absolutely run us ragged. Yeah, yeah, own. yeah. Oh, I mean, he I, I was absolutely... He I mean, was only 17 or something at the time. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember, was that 13, 14, was it? I think, season. Um, we got beat, long, you um, beat us 3-1. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, uh, he played at Midlet Park and... No, yeah. I, I, he, he was... Yeah, he was he went outstanding yeah. then. And he was only a kid. He was, he was. He could, nobody could get the ball off him. And I remember no. games where players were kind of booting him and kicking him and he was just carrying on like he does now. He doesn't go down. He's not one of these players that will roll around and, you know, and pretend he's been shot. You know, he's absolute joy. He's a tremendous, tremendous man, really. I'm really pleased the way it's worked out for him because he's a, a great guy. Uh, he's not bloody playing tonight. He's bloody on the bench, but that's bloody Southgate for you, isn't it? Uh, not, um, yeah, not him. Yeah, no, 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 me either. Not stop, no. Um, so, yeah, no, we all love Jack. Well, like I say, we all say he learned his trade at Middle Lane. Um, so, yeah, well, he was a good player, he, he was, he was, yeah. So, looking back at the results, uh, so 11th of August 2012, uh, Bradford City won 1 0 uh, against Notts County. 26th of November 2013, we drew 1 all. 1st of January 2014, 3 0 Notts County. That were at home, uh, home the uh, Meadow Lane. 28th of December 2014, Bradford City won 1-0. Oh, that was that game. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it was terrible. 14th of March 2015, Notts County won, Bradford City won. Yeah, we went down that season. They yeah, showed the 3-0 when I were there. And there were some quality players in that team. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in you guys because there seems to be a lot of... Uh, we just don't understand how a club like Bradford can be languishing so lowly in the league. It just seems, remar- you know... I mean, League Two is quite competitive this season. But how can a club with Bradford's resources seem, seem to be so off the pace? Because the owner's been a tight bugger and not putting money in. Mm. That sums it up, yeah. mate. It's like we've... Like you're saying, you're Danish... Is it Danish, sorry? Yeah, 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 they have put money in, there's no doubt about it, yeah. Putting money in, pumping money in, and little old Bradford, uh, if we got a ten- if we got a trophy for attendances every week, we'd be top at league, but... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Due to the... I know, uh, I know this is a completely different podcast again, but uh, with Roop, people are pissed off with him, pissed off with uh, Ryan Spark. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. It's because he's not putting money in. Uh, we always seem to go for free agents. Once upon a time, I think we started a couple of... Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Stang, Cali, or Tone. Uh, but we've had trialists at to club as well. And in a very long time, I think last season or so, under Derek Adams, a couple of seasons ago under Derek Adams, we actually didn't bring any trialists in. But we keep seem to bring trialists in and club were just turning round. It's like deja vu. It, it won't surprise you if Graham Alexander's gone in six months. Is it club? It's just in clubs in turmoil. I'll tell you why the clubs in turmoil as well. You guys keep turning up week in, week out, which is amazing. You know, it's really, you know, seriously, really full credit to you guys for turning up week in, week out under those circumstances. Johnny, Johnny, just reiterate to invest in the club. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, won't we? 
our capacity in terms of the. Um, uh, so, do you think you're getting the playoffs? Do you think you got a good enough squad to get in the no. playoffs? Or no, no. no. Oh, sorry, so what are you saying, Stan? Yeah, I was saying that uh, Rook can't actually put any money in because we're at the the top end of of our uh, FFP in terms of like turnover. So if we if he if Rook was to put his own money in, he would be breaking FFP rules. That was Liam um, clarified that the other week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, so, Rup, so, so Rup not putting money into the club is because, and that's why Ryan Sparks said in terms of in, in terms of the self-sufficiency of the club, because unless we get like Wrexham can do that because they've got a £20 million commercial deal, effectively, you know, Hollywood basically bankrolling the club. And so Ryan, uh, so Ryan Reynolds can put, I think, like a, a, an amount commensurate with that investment, but we can't put anything else. Oh, sorry, Rupp can't invest because we're at the top of our... Uh, what we have as as turnover and, and uh, FFP. That's very interesting. Uh, oh, cheers for that, Stan. Uh, but we've like like you're saying there with money and stuff. So when they're doing, uh, I don't know, getting this deal for that Chris manufacturer, I can't think of it. Top of the Yeah, Seabrooks. Seabrooks. Yeah. They're never saying how much it's worth, though. Are they just saying Seabrooks are sponsoring the main stand or whatever it is? But it's like Morrison's and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that that sort of thing would be obviously probably confidential or at least kind of keep kept, um, you know, sort of, um, it would be, like, say, they, they might say, for example, like a seven-figure sum, I mean, I wish it was, but, but in that respect, and that's why over the last year or so, David Longo has been really working his tail off with regards to bringing in all the commercial deals, all of the, the, what they call partnerships, but effectively sponsorship, and so, um, yeah, right. Uh, sorry, Liam confirmed that the other week with with where with that. So, so this kind of thing with Rupp, regardless of what people think of him and and, and Sparks etc. But if people actually know that fact, then it may kind of um, influence the opinion of Rupp. I mean, I, I've no, I don't care either way what people say whether they like him or not but at least if those facts are kind of up front then then that is why really he won't um or he can't put money of his own into the club have you got something cal 
Did I, did I read something today that is Rub's not even spoken to Graham Alexander? Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Graham Alexander. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, I am. I'm saving myself for tomorrow, actually. <laughs> I, I think Alexander said basically, you know, be more likely a case of once he's like played two or three games because what's he going to sort of say to him? Effect. I mean, effectively, just he has Ryan Sparks in place as as the person that's running the club on a day to day basis. So I don't. I don't think. I, I think. I mean, I don't care either way, but I think people are probably making more of it than than not because obviously people aren't happy with with the way things are run. But you know, uh, Graham Alexander said in the press uh, the other day that we're probably likely to speak to him in in two or three games' time. Do you not think? Uh, what's anybody else's opinions on that? Because from a professional point of view. I would say that that's not right. Surely you should be welcome to a club and say, yeah, here we are, we've got this massive good club, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, I don't agree with that. It's shocking, to be honest. It's like, uh, obviously, if you start a new job, you normally meet the manager, the assistant that's what manager. I mean. yeah. But then the you rumor... don't rock up and you're like, where's my manager? That's yeah, the rumour was that um, the press conference run over, that's what the rumour was. That's why he's not seen him. That's just bad management, that, isn't it, really? It is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But that was the rumour. Mm. I just don't think it helps the vibes at the club, things like that. All these little things, I think, add up to such a big thing. And I think that's why it's part of it, isn't it? It's part of why we've got bad vibes there at the minute. So Ryan yep. Sparks has actually been in charge now for three years. It's his three-year anniversary today. Wow. <laughs> three years too long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <don't they? laughs> so, so we've had a chat about Roop uh, What's your chat What's everyone's opinion on Sparks starting off with Stan And then we'll just go along the line um, Well I just think he's Personally without knowing too much But from what I gather He's, he's, he's out of his depth really um, And the, the fact that we don't have a structure That that basically, um, like, because I don't think we actually have a board, do we? We have like a few, I don't know, uh, but I don't think we actually have a board. So there's no kind of, you know, every every um, level of a company needs some kind of accountability or at least some kind of keeping um, things on track. And I don't think. Can I, can I just ask, Stan? Do we not? Certainly. Do we have like ambassadors at the club? Are we associates? Yes, I don't think we actually have a board. I mean, no, we don't. So, so I mean, you know, I, I to be honest, I, I, my opinion is, or my guess is that it probably would help in terms of. Um, I, I don't mean like putting his feet to the fire, but in terms of like you know, kind of keeping on track. Where are we? You know, sort of like the the as board boards have meetings within companies. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, he needs. I think he needs a bit of help. I think he needs a bit of a support thing around him. To you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, think, he, I think he's like out on his own a bit too much. But from what somebody said, and I'm only going off of um, what um, you know what people have said, and this is on Twitter Spaces, is that. Or wherever it was, is that he, in their opinion that he pre probably prefers it that way? 
Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can't comment other than I think, yeah, I, I personally think he's out of his depth. And I think that he doesn't help himself because he's, like I've said, for me, if he's got a plan or, or an apparent plan, he's don't basically go back on it. And, and change like a pendulum every uh, however and, and you know I don't think he's got the um, the gravitas enough to basically stick with a manager with a plan to see it out because what's the point of getting these managers in and then just sacking them and then we're starting again I mean whoever's manager of Bradford City I want them to succeed whether I like them or not so I hope for you know for the club's sake that um, Graham Alexander is a success. I was underwhelmed by it, but so let's hope that, you know, Ryan Sparks just sticks with him for a while, you know. that That's so my what, opinion on, on... Go ahead, sorry, Johnny. So at the game on uh, Saturday, Stan, uh, they were a bit like a small, and I really mean they're like, I think about 10 of them where I was, saying sack the board. So if we, we should say lose is tomorrow... That- do yeah, you think sack go, Johnny? Don't you? So I said, I met. I said, you actually need a board to sack. Yeah, but on that right, do you know the fans that you can? The fans are starting yeah. to turn out. They'll just a little bit. Do you reckon if we lose tomorrow? Do you reckon that'll be it? Full blown? Because if there's two thousand of us or so at the game tomorrow, I think if we lose that game tomorrow, the fans are going to turn on the whoever's in charge, Roop, the board, because it will come eventually where... Like, you can only take enough, can you? Well, if, you go, yeah. if you go and watch the same movie, if you go to cinema every week, and you go, oh, this is just shit film, isn't it? Right, OK, so so with that then, so what they're saying is, is if if Alexander doesn't win 5-0 every single game, that's going to be, because what's happened has happened. It's his second game, so if, if people weren't happy with the way that... Hughes coach the team then you've actually got to give Alexander the time for him to to put his stamp on on the actual uh, team so, right. so so I to, to, for then fans to say sack the board will give the manager a chance to actually manage the team if in a year's time 18 months time it's absolute garbage yeah but like on his second game no I, I would disagree with it so personally not about Alexander though about no. Oh, like, forget about Alexander, but, but, about, but what, about the board, the association, the people who run the club. But, but what what's going to happen though? I mean, it's like they've made a decision, they've appointed Alexander, so if he loses a game, what's what's going to chanting for sacking the board going to do? Because it's like all it's going to do is just, you know, sort of send negative vibes and, and, and other players going to be able to basically separate that disquiet from the fans from uh, at the board, are they going to be able to separate it from themselves? So I, I don't think it does anyone any good personally to shout to, to be chanting that sort of thing at the board when it's like give you've got to let Alexander because at the end of the day it's a board or Ryan Sparks or Ryan Sparks and Rupp who have uh, appointed Alexander. So so it's like they, they've got to live or die by that decision, but you can't sort of start chanting it after two games. So you, do we, we think, don't have, do we think we, it's because Rupp's not around? Because he's not kind of showing his presence anywhere? 
Possibly. Do you think that's? I think that's why a lot of the fans are getting disgruntled with him. But but if you think of it, Kelly, though, if people are saying, you know, sort of, I'm, I'm not saying people don't have a a, a a genuine grievance or anything. But if people are saying, oh, well, he's not putting any money in, and 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 and. And then you know once you actually hear the information, he can't physically put money in in terms of like from the FFP rules. So so if you're going to criticise him or whatever, whoever I'm not, I'm not aiming this at anyone. I'm just it's a general uh, comment. Then you need to know facts. Otherwise, it's kind of like then it just becomes well just a moan fest. And, and people have every right to do that. But do, do you know what I mean in that sense? See yeah, what you've got to remember is as well. Alexander, you can't blame him because all he's done is is inherit a shit team because the recruitment, uh, this is where it all stems from, the recruitment for the last two seasons has not been good enough. Yeah, last I think we overachieved last season. I know we got to playoff semi-final and we balls that up. But the recruitment this season has been very poor and unlucky for Hughes I didn't like his style of football anyway he went Alexander's come in and he's got the same shit players what Hughes had because the recruitment hasn't been good enough and I think that's a lot to do with it before Diane comes in uh, Tony I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of disagree and then I've got to depart because I've got to got something to do now but I'll disagree on, on it being a shit squad because I don't think there were any games where we um, were so poor that we scraped wins I mean we, we had an um, like from January we had the best um, we had the best unbeaten run you know like run we, we were like in the form table up until the last sort of couple of games, probably Swindon game, we were top of the form table. For me, Jamie Walker had a big play in that because we were turning draws into wins. Um, I mean, you know, I would agree that we didn't score enough goals, but to say it was a shit team, I, I'll di respectfully disagree. But you know, no, no, that's, that's fine. But I, in, my, in my eyes, I just think the recruitment were poor. No, I mean that's that, that's fine, you know. But I, I wouldn't say that it was a shit team because. In the end, of, at the end of the day, we were only something like five goals difference between us and Carlisle, and yeah, true. So, and I think very similar points. So, so to be that toe to toe with a team that got promoted, I, I, I would like to say respectfully disagree on the assessment of the of the squad. But you know, it's like you know, end of the day, if you if you if you don't achieve something, you've you've underachieved, I guess. But you know, in that respect, um, yeah, that, that's all I would say on that. But no, no, I, get, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just think last season <clears throat> there were play, there were players went missing in, in in certain games where we we could have pushed on. I mean, I know there are a lot of referee's decision went against us and then the after game he said oh yeah he want a penalty or he want this and, and it want that but I think this season I, th I think the recruitment this season apart from maybe Patterson he's a big miss he really is a big miss but I think the recruitment this season I mean these loan players that we brought in this that Afoka that was what is, did he come from Aston Villa yeah yeah where's he He's not I, 
I, I think he was probably like a wild card, nothing to lose on 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 the kid. But I, I think for me, like in terms of this year's recruitment, I would say the jury's out. You know, that's as much as I would say it's, it's mixed. Some good signings, some poor signings for me. So I've I've no problem with 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 you know people's assessment of that. But um, well, yeah. that's from Norwich. He hasn't even got a, he hasn't even started a league game as he's he's come on as a sub. Yeah, I'm that's interesting. I think Diane's waiting to come in on, on uh, a point. Yeah. She's, she's had her hand up for So we'll go to Diane and then we'll go to uh, Charlie then after Diane. Yeah, what I was going to say is um, you're talking about the players that we've got. As I was speaking to my dad last week, I know we, spoke, we lost 2-1 to Barrow, but my dad made sense that Graham had only had them for a few hours, a few days that week. I think this week we'll be playing better. Because obviously he's had a full week with the players instead of like a few days, so he can work out who he wants his options to be. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yes. And and no, he's actually seen right play as a team, aren't he now as well, which will yeah. help. Yeah. You see, I speak to my dad, and my dad gives me all this advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, it's like like I say, he's had like the full week to see what they like, where the best positions are for them to be playing. And I bet he sorts of positions down on the training pitch for him next week, this week. And then tomorrow we'll see how the play and see if the play better than last week. Charlie, have you got your thoughts, bud? And welcome to Ali as well. Hiya, guys. Um, I, I do think the recruit. I thought the recruitment was brilliant last season. I will say that. But I, I don't think it's been the best this season. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think what it was was... Hughes expected to be able to play a system um, that he couldn't do. And then so sort of once he realised that system didn't work, he realised he needed wingers. And I think that's where all the lone players have come from. So do you think it's Mark Hughes' fault or do you think it's Gent's fault? I think it's kind of a collective when it comes to the recruitment. You know, I, I I do defend the um, the board and stuff to an extent, but I also think that to me that's Hugh, that that was Hughes's doing because you can the signings aligned with the play style, and I think Hughes was maybe given a little bit too much freedom and sort of too much responsibility for the transfers. Um, and if they were, if it was Gent, then again I'll put the blame on Gent. But for me, I think someone from what I believe is that someone's given Hughes too much freedom and control over the transfers and that's where that's gone wrong. Or it could be perhaps that he's gone last minute, right, we need some wingers and they, they were just the best we could get, you know. That could be the case. Do you think, do you think in January then, Charlie, uh, do you think uh, some people will go then? Do you think they'll get the, get kicked out at door in, in January? Yeah, I mean, Ale Alexander's all but come out and said, you know, the squad's too big. So, he, 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 I don't think he has anyone in mind, but I think, without a doubt, he'll be looking to see who has to go and who can stay, just because the squad is too big, regardless of if you think they're, they're good enough or not. If you think they're good enough, then it's just a lot of players being wasted. But um, I, I think the squad's too big and we need to look at shrinking it down and maybe getting some better people in. Would you bring Jake Young back? Of course I would, and Jake, Jake Young, I think, I'm pretty sure he is coming back. Like, I, I, what about Ryan East? Ryan East, see, I, I didn't really pay much attention to him, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but like last season he didn't get much game time and when he did I didn't really pay attention to his game because 
he tended to come on later on when we would, you know, maybe I'd be focusing on the other end of the pitch instead of the the middle of the pitch. Um, but it seems like he's doing really, really well at Rochdale. Um, yeah. When, uh, Harry McCurdy said at Swindon when he found out right when he came back to Swindon and Ryan East weren't there. I think he'd gone to Barrow by then. It sort of massively impacted the dressing room. Everyone he's played with sort of speaks very, very highly of him. Even more senior players speak highly of not just him, but his impact on the dressing room. So I think from what others have said, yeah, undoubtedly, but I can't really speak on my own opinion. Well, last season, he played at Salford and they were absolutely outstanding at Midland Park. And I think the reason why he played was because I think Small was wife for having a baby. Well, Salford at home. No, way. are you sure? I'm sure it were a home I'm, game. That's I, no, it was it was a away the away game. We won one nil. All right, fair enough then. And the and the following week, it put Smallwood back in and he, and cast these aside. Yeah, and that 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 really annoyed a lot of City fans because he was absolutely outstanding that day. And we all said, "What's he got to do to get him?" I think the problem is, though, at the same time, the captain has a very exclusive position, if you know what I mean. So if you want to to play someone else in that position, you have to drop the captain, and that's something a lot of clubs and managers might not like the idea of doing. So I can... I get what you mean. I'm not calling East rubbish. I'm just saying that, you know, the captains, they might have a massive contribution to whether he starts or not. Fair comment. Thank you. Johnny, you got out to add? I think Johnny's gone for a wee. <laughs> That's why nobody does. May help me find my microphone on. Uh, are you doing? Are you doing a, a space tomorrow, no, Charlie? No, I'm off to Dublin tomorrow. I can't even go to the game. Oh, you're Dublin, happy days. Uh, so what time are we on? Uh, anyone? Yeah, anyone else got anything on that? Pies, our rules or anything? Kelly, Stan, Tony, oh, oh, Diane. Can anyone I just else? say um, qu- quickly? I think from a manager point of view, when we when Kevin McDonald took over, we had a really good run, didn't we? We had what four? Four, maybe five games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Graham's. Do you think the players are now thinking? Oh, now we've got Graham. Do you think it's affected? I think it's affected. No. Do you not? I, you know, I, 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 I think what's the Kevin? Go on. What did you say? Sorry. Kelly. Yeah. Put you, put you in no, that connection back think, in love. Do we think that it's affected them? Um, I, I think it has, but not in the way that it's negative. It's, you know, they've had so many managers in such a short space of time. They've got, you know, Kev McDonald had been about before, you know, he's, it's not like his first game was his first time with the lads and getting to know them and learning their strengths. Alexander's come with a new system. Um, I, th- I think McDonald played the same system as Hughes, don't get me wrong, but in a different way, if that makes sense, in a more energetic style. Alexander seems to have his own system that he wants, his own way of football, and he's also getting to know everyone. Um, you can't really expect, you know, you can't you can't really expect the lads to sort of click straight away. And I, I think that's all it is. And I know there's this thing about new manager bounce, but 
at the same time, can you get a new manager bounce for about, you know, for what is it, their fifth manager, this fourth manager this season? Something like that. I, you know, I think he's asking too much. You know, I do think we were the better team uh, last week. Pete Wilde even said we were the better team and that he would, after we scored, he sort of tried to play the rest of the game for the draw and they just got lucky. Now, to me, that, that whole game screamed individual errors and that's been a big problem this season. Is Correct. In individual yeah. errors. Yeah. You, know, you, could, you could have put the argument in. I, I, I did want Hughes gone by the end because it just didn't seem like anything would change. But if you pinpoint a lot of the things that have gone wrong this season, it's individual errors. You know, uh, first game at season, we concede to a set piece that Harry Lewis should be doing better with. We, um, you know, what else? Colchester at home, was it, where Lewis sort of shit himself while trying to bait the press and then conceded. Um, Tranmere, both goals, I think Harry Lewis should have done better. And that's not me piling on him, that's just my opinion. I think against Barrow last week, I think that in that game, that was the defence that were making the errors and the attack. The attack were create, you know, the creative players were creating a shit ton of chances, especially towards the end of the game. And nobody were finishing. And then both goals, it was just sloppy from us to let that in. And I think, I think for me, it's individual errors. Now, it is the manager's job to do that. But I, do, I also think that a big part of why, where we are this season isn't necessarily tactical errors, but also individual errors. You look at a lot of the goals we've conceded, it's individual. You look at... MK Dons is a bit unfair because we, um, we had Walker and Smallwood out for suspension. Um, I think Platt was... Sorry, I, I cut out there, I think. Um, I think Platt was injured. I don't know, but Ash Taylor started, which that is a tactical mistake if you have the choice because because of the style of play that MK Dons have. You know, they like playing passing football and dribbling and, you know, you know that's, how, that's how their new manager plays. Now... That for me to say, I think undoubtedly this season's down on in, down to individuals more than tactics. You know, I think a lot of the go and I know it's League Two, so there will be mistakes. But I also think compared to last season, we are making a lot more mis mistakes, and I don't really have a suggestion on how to improve that. But that, that is something that I believe. I think if Alexander can really get these team, these lads well drilled and sort of focused and so they know what they're supposed to be doing, then we should be good. I think we should be good to go. I really have faith in this squad. It's just something's going wrong and it's been going wrong all season. And I don't know what that is. It went wrong at Carlisle. It were, you know, the tactical change uh, to subplat on, yes, that were bad. But at the same time... The, the lads didn't look the same at Carlisle and it were a high-pressure game, so you can sort of point that towards it. But, you know, I, I do think the lads... I, ex, I have faith in them to be good. We've got Andy Cook. Andy Cook's good, but I think we're asking too much of him at the moment and he needs a bit of a break. You know, Smallwood, Walker, I think these are good players who just are, are making a couple of mistakes, especially like Lewis in the back line. And it's just these little mistakes, but they can be catastrophic in a game, you know? Charlie, if I can just jump in a second, just yeah, just sorry, I went on there for a bit. No, no, it's all right because I'm sort of in the middle of doing something else. So, but I just, I'm obviously compelled to listen. But um, 
it, it's kind of um, I, I agree. I, I had a look yesterday and and look at the, the the goals and something like in eight of the games, and I'm not picking Lewis out for any reason other than that he's made mistakes and he's obviously set the bar high last season. But he was responsible for for away for other teams' goals in something like eight out of the twenty games or something that yeah. we played this season, and there were and then there's some defensive ones that were were poor as well. Now, what you do about that is is you know sort of um, is take the lad out of the firing line. I mean, you know, I know it's it's kind of like it, it might be a big risk, but. We've done what we've done with regards to having Colin Doyle as a backup keeper, actually, you know, as a, a player coach. Give him a few games and take Harry out of the firing line. Let him kind of reset because I suspect there's a lot, the, the mental, things like that, in, especially in goalkeeping, it's all kind of mental errors, concentration levels and, and things like that, which you can't seem to iron out unless you probably, you know, any other position on the field, you'd probably give, take them out. You know, we took Cook out for a few games last season um, yeah. just to kind of, you know, and, and I think, I, I don't know what, I, I think, I was thinking about the the other day, but I think, you know, in terms of like, it wasn't just the fans, but I think the players had a, and, and the manager himself had a massive hangover from Carlisle. I don't think they could, I don't think they've emotionally recovered from it. I agree. And this isn't me trying to sort of point fingers, but at the same time, I you know I am what what most would call a stereotypical happy clapper, you know. But I do think we're getting. What on earth was that noise? <laughs> no idea. Oh, I know what that was. There's loads of these. Um, yeah, look. Um, what were I saying? Yeah, I do think we're at a point now where um, we need to let that go. If that is the case about the hangover, and I believe it was at the start of the season, but if that's the case now, I think we just need to get rid of it. And that's not... I know it's hard for me to say because I've not been a footballer who's lost in a playoff semi before, but at the same time, it, it, it now feels like enough time. I agree. I, 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 I Yep. Question for you. Yes. <clears throat> Do you think Do you think Lewis wanted the Barnsley move? That I would say probably yeah. I would say that he was probably close to it. Um, the thing is, who wouldn't? You know what I mean? And do you think that's having an effect with him? Well, I, I, I think I think there's something not right with him, and it, it may be because. It, none of it is is none of the mistakes that Harry's been making have been technical or in, or lack of ability. Have there? It's all oh. been about concentration, your mindset, and and sometimes once you kind of start making mistakes, it's very difficult to stop making mistakes. And I, I probably agree that that would have probably played a part because we've all been in a situation ourselves, haven't we, where something not quite right at work and you're struggling for motivation. You know, and, and we kind of say, oh, you know, the players are so lucky, they've got the best job in the world, which they have. But, they, again, they're just human beings, the young lads. They're likely to have bouts of of either doubt or kind of, you know, lacking motivation or just trying to, whatever it is. But, you know, they're no different to us. You know, they're basically, 
they're just good at football. And and so in in that respect, yeah, I think that's a big shout, you know, a good shout. And that's, I, I, and I agree as well. It's kind of like, you know, a reset is needed in terms of the team now. And it's nothing that's in, nothing that's like, in the front of people's minds, is it? But it's all kind of like in the back of people's minds, and somehow, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it was throughout the whole club. I think there was such a devastation on that day of, of losing that semi-final. So, oh, Stan, without a doubt, you've opened a uh, you've opened a bit of can of worms here for Harry Lewis's number one fan. So, Diane, I see you've got your <laughs> hand up. Well, I'm I'm Lewis's number one fan as well. But yeah, go, on. <laughs> go ahead, Diane. <laughs> God almighty, I shouldn't have said that. What I was thinking is, don't forget, Harry did admit at the end of last season after the Carlisle map that he did ignore everybody. He did have problems with his mental health. He did get gone the piss for a week. He even ignored his mum's phone call. She was getting worried for him. But I agree that we should let him rest for a few games. We'll probably rest him against Barnsley on Tuesday, like they have been playing Colin Doyle in goal in the um, trophy matches. So they might let him resting for that how bizarre that they were going to rest him for the get the club that he was going to go to though that's a bit um yeah weird, well, isn't the, it? yeah in the jones in the street motors trophy as it is now colin doyle has started the matches for us and harry's been sub so we're tony, gonna... yeah tony can i get your thoughts on us on something what why don't we bring rich back it's <laughs> I'd have a sick pins in my eyes and what, what's that for it come back? <laughs> We'd be in relegation zone, we'd be in National League South. Yeah, but right. he was never a so, goalkeeper. He had the looks. So, Tony, yeah. and then Charlie, because uh, everyone else has done theirs, because we're going to start winding up now, because I want to watch a bit of England game. Uh, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? I'll go, de depending on team, but seriously... I think we'll get battered 3-0 because I think their forward line will run our defence ragged. Charlotte? Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 3-0, unfortunately. You know, that, we'll either batter them or they'll batter us and I'm going to go for them battering us because they're just, you know, they're so good. They're like, even if we were as good as we were last season, they're, they're just, it's mental how good Notts County are. Uh, I, I really wanted to go. I really, really wanted to go. Um, I'm gonna be like even I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a good time not being there, but I've really like just I've I've not been to Notts County yet, and I've been buzzing to go all season, and then I just thought, oh shit, you know, I can't I can't go anywhere. Um, you know you know what's gonna happen now, don't you? Charlie? Yeah, I do know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be the best win ever. We'll win about six hundred nil and go up from that game or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've got to watch it in my dad. <laughs> I mean, right. he does electricity to use it, so... It's that time again, guys and girls. Thank you, for everybody, for joining today. Uh, Stan, Callie, Tony, Diane and Charlie, thank you for coming. Uh, this is live, just to inform you, England are winning 1-0. And if you're not watching the football, Trojan Needs on BBC One. Uh... If you want to hear us, hear more episodes, we are on Bradford City Up the Chicken on every single podcast service going. You could even say, Alexa, play Bradford City Up the Chicken on your portable device. And hopefully everyone's 
devices will now start playing it. Uh, we're also on Bradford City Up The Chickens on Facebook and also Bradford City Up The Chickens on YouTube slash Bracehodge on YouTube. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.